say if you want to try to make music or if you want to be you know a self-advocate for yourself or for other people you know take a step out of your comfort zone it is going to be hard but again it's going to be worth the risks i mean don't be afraid of failing um and if something doesn't go right you know it's not the end of the world you know just get back up and try again Tony Hernandez Pumarejo, writer and author, professional and motivational speaker, TV presenter, life coach, and international ambassador for autism and mental health. He is proud to invite you to his podcast, My Time, with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumorejo. And this is your host, Tony Hernandez Pumorejo. And today I have a very special guest, a you know, I have a great friend, a fellow autistic self-advocate who has a unique, you know, story that, you know, that I personally I, I wanted to learn more about from, for a very long time. Uh, and the work that he does, you know, sometimes he makes me like, you know, I have to say it jealous because he meets so many interesting people you know, celebrities, and, you know, his story is one of the kind. So I had the honor and privilege of, of interviewing today. You know, his name is Shane Canfield. He's here based in, in Orlando, in Florida. Uh, he was diagnosed with autism at age seven, or, in you know, in 2002. Uh, he has gone through a lot of struggles, which we're going to learn more about during this interview. And he does different jobs as a photographer, influencer, entrepreneur, uh, public speaker, advocate, so much more. So I uh, would like to welcome, you know, Shane Canfield to our, to our podcast, My Time with Tony Hernandez Pomorejo. Thank you, Shane, for participating in this interview. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, and thank you for having me. I'm very glad that we finally have this going, you know, really happy. Oh, definitely. And this is not something like was new. We talked about this for, for some time. I, I have to say we years, did. in years because... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I've been very curious about your work. I had to be honest, jealous because you meet different, you know, celebrities. So I had to, I had to be honest. I had to be honest here. So, uh, but before we get, <laughs> we get to that work that you do, um, I always ask this question, Shane, and, mm -hmm. and I, was, I want to start with this question. If you can define the life of Shane uh, Campfield in just a few words, mm -hmm. what would those Let's words see be? here. Uh, it would be kindness, um, energetic, sporadic, um, empathy, and I would say maybe learning. Like I'm always open to learning new things. Okay, and so mm -hmm. and that's and that's what that's what describes your life. You know. Like mm -hmm. in school, you learn uh, from the different experiences. You are a very curious individual. You want to learn about different things, and I think mm -hmm. that's what that's also I can describe your life. You know, you know, based on what I'm knowing about you and the work that you have done. Uh, so going back to a little bit about your story, you were born ninety. You know, you're twenty eight, right? You're twenty year, twenty eight yes. years. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, you were born diagnosed with autism. Um, if you could talk a lot about a little bit about your childhood, family. 
you know, how, you know, what you were, what you were going through as you were growing up? Um, so pretty much when I was diagnosed around 2002, um, my parents weren't really familiar with what autism was. Um, I mean, they did the best they can, you know, bless their heart, but, you know, I will always love them, but just, you know, their ways weren't really the best, you know, I mean, I learned that like later on, um, in life and, you know, I will always miss them, but, um, yeah, it's kind of complicated. I mean, we did a lot of, you know, stuff together, like, you know, Disney World, you know, Universal and all that. My parents were really like theme park enthusiasts and that kind of, you know, rubbed off on me, you know, to really, you know, just getting out there, doing different things and, you know, like being very sporadic. So, you know, I'm really thankful for, you know, having that engraved in my personality. But as for the autism part, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of support until like 2007 after my mother passed away um, uh, when I was taken into uh, UCF card, you know, uh, with Terry Daly as a director now. And just, you know, they kind of helped my dad kind of really take care of me in a way like provide, oh, well, this is what you need to do when he has this behavior, like, oh, take away his PlayStation. And, you know, this is, you know, what you need to do to have like more of a structure. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. And and, and you, it's very interesting what you mentioned, because, you know, you were diagnosed in 2002 and autism, <laughs> we can mm -hmm. say, uh, it wasn't as main as mainstream as it is today. Right. You know, today we have right. autism everywhere. Social media, TV shows, movies, here mm -hmm. and there, events, awareness, acceptance, neurodivergence, all of that. But, but back then, yes. you know, you were diagnosed in 2002. In my case, I was diagnosed in the early 90s, you know, when I was uh, three. So even less, okay. you know, it was talk about autism. And it's very interesting what you mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, what you weren't going through. You know, you know sadly, you, you know, your mom passed away. Um, and, and that have an impact in your life. And so is, is your dad, is, is your dad still with, with you today? Sort of? Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, he passed away in 2010, as soon as I was uh, going into high school. So that was kind of like a double whammy in a way, kind of like, well, I'm, I got thrust into like the new world of, you know, being a high school freshman and understanding, you know, that type of setting. And then, you know, with him passing away, it kind of like was really double for me and just, you know, I mean, it was the waters were kind of rough during the next uh, few years after that, but, you know, I got through it and just, you know, uh, I would say it's not like completely healed. It never will be, you know, but just learning to cope with it, I think is the key. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. And, and I can imagine, you know, Losing both of your parents at such a you know young age, you know it must have been very heartbreaking and tough. But I think that yeah. you know for you to overcome that and you continue to overcome that every day, you know speaks about you know your strength and you know. And I'm a person of faith. I mean, I, I believe that God has guided you uh, through those rough you know times and those in different situations of your life to become the person that you are today. And, and I know that and that you overcome that. Um, those experiences. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Shane, in, in, when you were growing up in school, did you have any challenges or like, you know, any difficulty making friends in school? Yeah, I did. Um, I was very hyperactive because I was also diagnosed with ADHD. Because normally, you know, um, a lot of the time, if you are uh, diagnosed with autism, you know, there's like normally something else that goes with that. Like in my case, there's ADHD. And so I had a hard, hard time focusing, like doing my work and, you know, just interacting with different uh, my student, fellow students, you know, and I didn't really have that many, you know, friends growing up. I'm you know, going to be honest. Um, but, you know, uh, again, I mean, with my this goes back to what my parents, you know, uh, tried to do is when I was in fifth grade. Um, the school that I was at, um, they didn't really have any, you know, major support, you know, for disabilities, but, you know, they fortunately, you know, did take me out of that school to like, and I went to another elementary school that did have, you know, one of those support programs. And so the, the last year of elementary school was a lot better than what I've experienced, you know, through the past four years in the school, you know? Yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it, I imagine it was not easy at all, you know, to deal with those challenges, especially, right. especially with ADHD, autism, and any other condition. Um, yeah. uh, and how, what helped you to overcome those challenges in school? What helped you to keep moving ahead in life as you were growing up, especially in school? Um, it was more like having other people there, you know, and letting me know that I was never alone. That's the major thing, you know, because even when both parents did pass away, you know, I'm really thankful that I had, you know, the support system around me because unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't really have like a, a good support system to help them. Um, and so just, you know, I kind of did put my faith, you know, in God, you know, I mean, I'm not very uh, religious or very spiritual, but, you know, I do, you know, believe that you know, out there that there is like, you know, something positive for me and, you know, something, you know, greater that's happening. So. Yeah, I'm very proud of what you have done. I mean, you're, you're a very perseverant individual that, you know, dealing with so much difficult circumstances, you know, keep moving ahead and be able to grow. And that's, yes. and, and that's what you has helped you to survive in this life, which is not easy. It's even less more, it's more difficult for people that are different, especially like us, you know, as autistic, right. you know, as autistic individuals. Uh, and Shane, obviously, you know, you're going from school, you know, how was, you know, going to your, you know, you went to college, you know, you know, have that college experience as well? Uh, I don't really have a college uh, experience yet. I mean, that is in the books for me uh, in the next couple of years. Um, I, that's like one of my, uh, next steps that I want to try to do. Um, but right after I graduated high school, I just kind of went right to work. Um, and college just didn't seem, you know, right at the time for me. Um, so I think that that time is pretty much coming up really soon. And, you know, I can't wait to uh, experience that. Definitely. And I wish you success once you go to, you know, to college to come to do that, that, that work. That will be, a, that will be amazing. Um, Shane, yes. uh, did you had, you know, you know, after going to high school employment experience, do you, you know, the, you can tell us how was your first job uh, with our public? Yes. 
Uh, so my first job was gotten through uh, VR, uh, vocational rehabilitation. Um, they're a great organization that, you know, helps those disability or not, you know, to really, you know, find work and to find, you know, what really um, is your best, you know, stronghold and, you know, your best life suited job. And so my first one was at a, a breakfast lunch diner in a way. Uh, have you heard of Kiki's restaurant? I, breakfast I cafe? Oh, I, I have. I've yeah, been they're so good. <laughs> they're really they good. And so my first job was uh, back in the, uh, the kitchen. Um, not the most glamorous job, but, you know, a job is a job. It was the addition. But, yeah, it was fun. Um, I kind of struggled a little bit at it because um, I wasn't really, you know, familiar with, you know, the kitchen setting and, well, this is what, you know, how the job needs to be done. And, you know, um, just, you know, different people there didn't really, you know, teach things the right way. And so, but overall, it was a good experience on me. Um, unfortunately, it didn't really last that long because I ended up, you know, moving from the home I had throughout my uh, whole high school career. You know, I moved to uh, downtown Orlando, you know, where I'm at now. You know, working on those jobs, which require a lot of, you know, you know social communication, with your customers, mm -hmm. you know, very fast paced environment. And I can relate to that, even though I never work in the restaurant uh, business, but um, I work in customer service in retail. In this case, I work in, you know, doing cashier uh, sales, you know, talking with people. And a lot of times, you know, if it is so fast paced, you know, I can get a bit anxious. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming the same thing happens with you that you can get overwhelmed with everything that's going on. But I think that those, the thing about those jobs that I'm, I'm, you know, in my case, what helped me was that some those jobs are repetitive, long term. So mm -hmm. you know, keep doing the same thing that you're doing, you know, and you're able to do the job very well. And that's what I've always believed. You know, some, you know, you, they say about autistic individuals that they have repetitive skills, but those repetitive skills can be, you know, useful in a very positive way. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that. Um... I see like a, a big improvement from my first job I had back there at Kiki's to all the way up to working for all major theme parks in Orlando because I worked for both or for Universal, SeaWorld and Disney World, you know, like right there, you know, in front of, you know, the guests and interacting with them, you know, and, you know, I really loved it. You know, I didn't really struggle too much, you know, that aspect of it. And, you know, I'm <laughs> thank you for reminding me pat myself on the back, you know, because something, you know, from that end of the spectrum to all the way at the other end, you know, is a great improvement. <laughs> Definitely. And I think a lot of times, and I talk about this with parents, and I'm assuming, you know, you do, you too, in terms of you have to get your children out of their comfort zones. You have to put them in situations that they had to grow because mm -hmm. you know you know you know your situation is you know was a very tough situation what you went through you know growing up from as a child to adult um mm -hmm. and sure you may have the best support system right now but the reality is that your parents may not be here you know will not be here forever that's the reality and one day mm -hmm. that child will grow as an adult and then uh, God willing if they have a great support system great if not then what's going to happen with them and that continues to increase every year Right. And um, that's the whole point of me having uh, Hurdle, my motivational speaking group. Yeah, just, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and just, you know, really 
getting yourself out there, you know, and trying new things, you know, I think is the main goal for Hurdle, you know, not just for ourselves, but for everybody else. Definitely. And I'm glad that you mentioned about Hurdle. If you go, if you can go a little bit detail about, you know, what it is uh, for our mm -hmm. audience. Absolutely. So Hurdle is an acronym for hard work, understanding, realization, determination, uh, leadership, and education. Because me and my business partner, uh, Edward Couture, um, he also has autism. And so just him and I have very similar stories. And so, you know, we we've been friends for about maybe two to three years at this point, you know, and then we're both like, hey, wait a second. Um, we're both looking for something to do, you know, to express our interests and kind of, you know, spread the positivity and light in the world. And so let's try to create, you know, a concept. And so we uh, came up with Hurdle. And so that goal is to, you know, go around to different, you know, schools, um, expos, conventions, and, you know, uh, even a YouTube series, which we're uh, about to get started. We're very excited for that um, called Spectrum of Hurdles, you know. Check it out when it comes out. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. But um, yeah, and you know, it's still in the beginning stages right now. Um, we have had a couple of uh, speaking engagements, you know, like uh, Special Hearts Farm, um, which is like a, a locally owned um, actual farm, you know, to help those, you know, who do have disabilities and, you know, like doing farm work, like taking care of the chickens, you know, taking care of, you know, different animals, like that type of lifestyle. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, I, I know that, that the, your work that you guys have done has been impactful and it's only beginning. I understand this is something that is in the beginning phase, um, you know, but you guys are looking towards expanding, you know, across the country, eventually international, you know, so I'm, uh, I would definitely put information about Hurdle once this, you know, once this episode gets published, so that way people can go look at it and support your, your guys' initiative. Thank you. But yeah, um, we're about two years old right now um, since we formed it. And um, I think we're doing pretty well. You know, I'm happy, you know, at what we accomplished so far. And, you know, it's just the beginning. And, you know, um, the goal is to, you know, reach the nation and eventually the world. Definitely. That, that sounds great. And something that I wanted to ask you, you know, talking about you know, you know, your friend that you met, that your business partners with, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously making friends as an autistic individual is not easy, you know, even more, more for us, especially as adults. And it's right. something that I had to say myself, I had struggles making, you know, true friends Not, you know, you can make, there's one, one thing, one thing's a friend, other thing's a friend. A lot of times we kind of exchange those words. And some right. person may that we may say is a friend, it's not truly, it's not really a friend. It's just an acquaintance yeah. or or a contact. And this is something I struggle with. I'm you know I'm being open with all with you and everybody that is listening. Um, for you yeah. know if, if you have any tips or any you know recommendations, not only you know obviously not only for me, but for you know people that are listening, this podcast about making friends as an adult. Uh, what what would, would those recommendations be? Um kind of observe how people act um like it can be kind of hard to pick up on you know different social cues and you know how people react to uh certain statements and you know like how they really um interact with you in a way um this is just my opinion 
Um, like, I'm going to be honest, it is kind of hard to kind of differentiate, well, this person's a, a true friend versus, you know, this person is, oh, well, they'll be nice to you, you know, like maybe a co-worker or something, but like, they're not really like considered your friend. Um, but yeah, I just recommend just really observing how people are, if that makes sense. Definitely. And, and, and to learn, you know, not to, to be able to make them earn your trust and always be right. mindful about who you give your trust to people. And especially today, you know, we have with social media and so much fakery that is like, you know, sometimes it can, yeah. get, it can get under my skin and it can be annoying and this contributes to mental health. So, <laughs> so definitely, right. yeah, definitely it is. And, and, you know, your story, you know, I met you, Shane, a couple of years ago, I think it was one of our, you know, you know, support groups for autistics in Orlando. And I know that we have kept mm -hmm. in touch and, you know, I'm very proud of what you do and the work that you have done. And you have you have grown to do all these things, and and this is only the beginning, and and the work that I just and we're gonna go to this right now is, you know, Shane has an <laughs> interesting job of meeting different celebrities from over the country and uh, places around the world, and I just want to ask you, mm -hmm. you know, how did this, you know, begin? you know was it through your hobbies uh when do you when when do you have a vision about meeting celeb you know celebrities how did this happen how did it came to be well first it started off with my dad you know back in 2010 uh, right before he passed away actually um like i'm a big fan of lady gaga you know and just i was going to that concert and so i don't know where he got this idea from Um, I guess he must have tried it himself at some point in time, but he's like, oh, yeah, uh, do you want to meet her? Like, there's a way to do that. Like, there are certain, you know, areas to wait at and certain, like, places to be, you know, to meet these people. I'm like, oh, okay, let's try it. Um, unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out then. I mean, I did see her, but not really. It's kind of complicated. But, you know, ever since then, you know, I kept it, like, in the back of my mind saying, okay, it would be so cool to actually, you know, do this. You know, either for a living or do it like, you know, consistently, you know. And so, yeah, I went through high school and then, you know, my um, young adulthood, you know, I'm still a young adult. <laughs> But, you know, just when I became more independent, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try this, you know. So I went out there and I was successful at it. You know, I think I went for Maroon 5 and Tovlo at the Amway Center here uh, in Orlando. And so I met one of the members, you know, like he went outside, you know, on a phone call, you know, because the reception wasn't good or something inside the arena. And then, you know, I got him to sign my album. And then, you know, I met the opening act, you know, and her name is Tuvlu. I don't know if you heard of her. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't remember right now. Sorry. Oh, um, so I met her, you know, got a picture with her. And then, you know, from that point on, you know, it felt really good, you know, to meet these people. You know, I mean, I'm not like obsessive, obsessive, obsessive over it, because um, unfortunately, you know, in this industry, you know, that I do, you know, a lot of people take things personally. And this is a really uh, bad downside to it. It's like, well, they have really bad attitudes. It's like, well, how come you didn't tell me about this person going to be at this hotel, you know, at this time? 
because, you know, people do make their money off of this stuff, like getting autographs, you know, like getting certain footage of the celebrity, you know, sending it to TMZ or whatever, you know, tabloid or news stations are out there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And and how and how difficult it is to do this job? I mean, what is the ups and downs about this job, you know, to find celebrities? I mean, how do you get into the contacts? You know, do you get referrals? I don't know if you're able to share this or not, uh, you know. Uh, it's kind of complicated. I'm going to try to sum up, sum it up the best I can. Mm -hmm. Uh, so pretty much, um, you can get like hotel information from different people like, oh, well, I know, let's say Katy Perry is going to be at, you know, this Disney hotel. So just, you know, go there and then either, either she says, yes, yeah, I can take a picture with you or yeah, I can sign that. Or, you know, you get a no, you know, so a lot of people do take it personally, you know, like when this person doesn't want to sign anything or they weren't very nice about it. So like, yeah, I don't like them anymore. So, you know, that's yeah, the main mindset in this whole industry. But, you know, I try not to have that kind of a mindset, you know, like I just take it with a grain of salt. If they say no. Oh, well, if they say yes, then, you know, great. Awesome. You know, and there really is um, a 50-50 success fail rate in this whole thing. Um, it's like, you know, you get the info or they don't show up, you know, like, for example, um, if you have like a flight coming in, you know, Delta flight from Los Angeles, like, um, I'm trying to think how you would really get that info. Um, like you either know somebody there, you know, you know, who works for Delta, you know, and they tell you, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be, you know, on this flight coming in. So go ahead and be there, you know? Um, and sometimes it's not always accurate. It's like, well, they didn't show up for the flight and, you know, they got on a different flight and it's like very, you know, hectic. You know what I'm saying? I imagine, you know, you have to be on, on, on the move because it's a very high demanding uh, position. And as you mentioned, I mean, you know, overall, every, you know, it could be summarized, you know, don't take it personally, you know, no expectations, no disappointments. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, I just do it for the fun of it. You know, and um, if they're nice to you, then, you know, then great. If not, then, you know, oh, well, you know, um, and there are actually times where, you know, a person is, you know, really mean, like, oh, no, no, don't bother me right now. I'm here, you know, and then the next time I try for them, you know, oh, yeah, sure. Let's take a picture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I can sign that for you. <laughs> so it's very weird. So, like, you don't know what to expect in this whole game that I do. And I'm I'm assuming, uh, Shane, that you have like a business card or something to keep in, in track of all these people, all those connections that you make in, in, in this job? Uh, it doesn't really work like that. It's more of like you work for yourself, like in either selling an autograph, you know, like on eBay or like getting something signed, you know, for somebody else and they pay you for that. You know, either they split the profit of, you know, the thing or item that was sold or like they pay you right there on the spot, you know, like, oh, how's $50 off of making after getting a uh, $500 guitar song, you know, something like that. Okay. And it, and I want to ask you, can anybody, you know, you know, if, if we have somebody, someone who is mm -hmm. watching or, and is interested in doing this job, do you have a recommendation or suggestion in terms of doing this job? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, 
because it's not just black and white uh, with this type of thing. Um, I'm trying to think. I would say if you think that the info, you know, that you have like, oh, well, so-and-so is at this hotel or, you know, oh, well, they're going to be at this venue. Let's go stand in the back. No, then I would say take the chance, you know, because it might be worth it. It may not be worth it. You know, I mean, you never know if you try. That's how I see it. Different. Yeah, you have to be proactive and, you know, not only in this job, but any type of, th you know, any type of business or any goal that you set out to do, you have to put in the work, you have to take the risks. And you you have, you have been, you've done that amazingly, you know, me getting to the, to the people, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, I wonder, and I see your pictures on social media, it's like, okay, how, how does Shane do this? How does he do <laughs> meeting with different people and especially uh connecting with celebrities with some of my of my favorite hobbies when i was a, when i was a kid you know star mm -hmm. wars uh but more wrestling especially wrestling um yes is these are some of the hobbies that you had as a child or we were different hobbies yeah you know all the stuff and all the people that i you know try to meet is something that i've always had a love for you know, like, uh, like what you said, you know, I love wrestling growing up as a kid. I still do to this day. Um, I love Star Wars, you know, the sci-fi genre, movies, music, you name it. Um, I'm not really into sports. I mean, I think the sports people are more easier to meet than, you know, like the actors and, you know, the musicians. Like, you know, for example, um, a quarterback, not quarterback, um, a tight end, you know, football player on the Tampa uh, Buccaneers versus meeting Taylor Swift. Like, what do you think is going to be easier to meet? Definitely. You I know? mean, it, it's very yeah. interesting because, you know, I, I saw different pictures with different wrestlers, I mean, and different people. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't follow wrestling actively today as I did before. I, I like the wrestling in the late 90s, early 2000s. That for me, right. that was that was the best period of wrestling. You know, I think I'm not the only one who says that, but you know, but well. I still like to. But well, I I like wrestling. I I follow. Look, one of my hobbies that I have is very nostalgic things, where I go back mm -hmm. to watch wrestling from the classics or watch Star Wars or do things that I used to have in a kid. That's what I like to do. I've, I, it's an interesting hobby, like nostalgic hobby. Some people may call it like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask you different, you know, look at the pictures. You met different people. You, I'm going to ask, mm -hmm. I'm going to drop some names to see if you met, you, if you took a picture with him over her. Uh -huh. uh, you met Vince McMahon? I think you did. I have, yes. And how was that experience? Uh, he's nice. He normally does sign you know, whatever you have, but unfortunately, you know, like he's getting older and, mm -hmm. you know, like he's getting more and more frail. Um, I met him about maybe three or four years ago, like right a little bit after COVID. Um, it was when they were still doing the uh, Thunderdome, you know, that whole virtual thing, you know, in Tampa. And so I was at the hotel because I found out the hotel, you know, all the wrestlers were staying at. And fortunately, you know, he was staying at that one. You know, um, with his uh, limousine out front, he comes out. Um, hey, Mr. McMahon, you know, can you sign? There's only like there are four of us. You know, he looks at us. Oh, uh, uh, you know, doesn't really say anything. So um, he's walking to the limo. And so we uh, follow him. 
you know, I mean, again, you know, some of this stuff, you know, can be kind of taboo in a way like, oh, well, you stalk people, you know, oh, well, you know, you chase after them, blah, 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 you know, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, and so we get up there, you know, he turns around. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, he kept like huffing and puffing, like, you know, he was having a hard time breathing. Because, you know, it was so hot out there that day, very humid. It was like in the middle of summer. And he's like, okay, uh, 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 all right, uh, all right. And then he got in the car. Um, I mean, he wasn't rude or mean or anything like that. But, you know, just getting to, you know, have that experience of, you know, like, you know, meeting him, you know, right there saying, oh, I appreciate you. You know, I think it's worth it. Oh, you know, God. again, it's it's to each his own you know how you what you get from the experience it's like well if you you couldn't say you know everything you wanted to say to this person then you know it's not worth it or if they didn't really you know pay too much attention to it then it was kind of eh, kind of negative but you know i try not to look at it like that i mean i do get that mindset sometimes <laughs> believe me it's really hard you know but at the end of the day you know just i'm really grateful that you know I even met the person you know what i'm saying you know, it must be a true honor and privilege, an honor of, of life to have mm -hmm. met this this person, this man that that you, you know, that you follow through for years. I mean, the the creator. Let's let's put it. I mean, of modern wrestling. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and I was truly amazed. I mean, with when, when, you know, when you met him, I was like, well, wait. I mean, Chain did this. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I have so many people that I want that I could ask you, and we can be here all night. To be honest, if you yeah. met them or not, and uh, uh, uh -huh. Bret Hart, Bret Hart, that you met him, Bret Hart, no, not yet, no. Oh, okay, you need to meet him. You need to find a way to meet him. Uh, Stone yes. Cold Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, not that one. No, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. My friends have met him. I haven't yet. Um, I haven't encountered a uh, opportunity to meet him just yet, but that will come one day. Just let wait me, and see. Let me. Can we post about that one? <laughs> the Undertaker, yes, for sure. <laughs> the Undertaker. I have met the Undertaker. Yes. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah, he was okay. Um, he's really tall. He's about like six foot. 10 close to seven feet if not seven feet you know um he doesn't really say much um i'm not saying like he's mean or you know not really it's friendly, like but it's like in, in like the, the undertaker in, in on tv sometimes something like that why kind of yeah in a way mm -hmm. okay. yeah that's good and the divas tell me about the divas i mean from the past the present and you know what, what's going on in today because i don't pay too much attention to wrestling so i mean mean the divas in wrestling or just like yeah, I mean, you know, the divas that you have met how has it been if you can tell me <laughs> okay yeah um just yesterday actually i was at a, a aew show and you know i met Paige. you know slash soraya i don't know if you know who that is i it hurts sounds familiar yeah it sounds familiar i remember yeah she's like one of the um the popular ones nowadays you know not like you know back then to where you know, this set of ladies were really popular in her heyday, but, you know, now she's one of the top ones, you know, to meet, you know, um, but she was really nice. Um, of course, it's great to meet, like, the old school, you know, um, women, but at the same time, you know, 
they've been in the business for a long, long time. And so like that interaction with the fans kind of got kind of old in a way. It's like, okay, well, you meet fans, let's say, okay, if you're just starting out as a wrestler, you know, oh yeah, 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 I'm gonna meet all my fans. I'm gonna take time for each and every person. You know, let's say you do that for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years even, you know, uh, that kind of gets, you know, kind of tiring and, you know, kind of repetitive. And so that kind of, you know, like makes that, uh, that, how do I explain this? Like that pause, not positive, that magical feeling of, you know, having that interaction, you know, not really there in a way, you know, because like they're not as pleasant about it. That makes sense. Definitely. No, the wrestling business, you know, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I've seen it from as a fan, you know, but based mm -hmm. on those stories that I read, it's not an easy business. There's been a lot, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, history, you know, struggle situations in that, in that industry, very demanding. Um, yes. And some people may say, oh, wrestling is fake and all, but, you know, sure. But the, you know, you, you know, you take a risk doing the matches, you can get hurt. That's a reality. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, a lot, a lot of times people don't realize that. Oh, they say all oh, wrestling is fake, but the reality is that you, you know, it's real. The the result right. may be predetermined, right? But the mm -hmm. what you do, can, you know, there's a risk, you know, involved. So, uh, I mean, we can talk about this. You know, I would love for you to talk about this in another, you know, in another episode about wrestling, and yes. and, change, and changing from wrestling to movie to my Star Wars. You know, have yes. you met people from Star Wars? George Lucas, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher. Well, uh, I haven't really met the top-notch people just yet. So, uh, so um, I, I, so I'm ahead of you in that in that department <laughs> because uh, I I met Carrie huh? Fisher. I met Carrie Fisher. Remember the book? Remember that about a year before she passed away in 2016. Uh, I remember her passing away um, around yeah. then, and I thought I was gonna go and try to meet her. Uh, in Tampa, because she was going to be at a uh, comic convention there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to go. But, you know, just uh, I guess it wasn't meant to be because, you know, ended up not really working out. Oh. Yeah. Right. It's sad when when she passed away. You know, to this very day, I still can't believe that she passed away. But I have the, that picture with her. I know, her. right? Yeah. I have the picture with her and her autograph. And I value that. That's mm -hmm. worth to me a lot. Same with the guy yes. who did who did R2D to Kenny, you know, Mr. Kenny Baker, who passed away that same year, and I was able to yes, he did. Yeah, I was able to take a picture with him. Then later, a couple of years later, the one you know, you know, the Peter Matthew who did Chewbacca, I also took a picture mm -hmm. with him a couple of years before he passed away. So you know, those mm -hmm. experiences are unique. I think it is worth a lot. You know, it's very valuable to go to those events, you know, because I went to a couple of Star Wars conventions you know, years ago. So it's really amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, each experience is going to be different. You know, like um, if I was to meet, you know, Mark Hamill, you know, and, you know, he was really nice, you know, and the experience was great, you know, versus, you know, if you met him, you know, and he wasn't really pleasant or, you know, the experience, you know, wasn't really that great. You know, it's like, you know, you have to really go off of your own personal, you know, experience and really what you want to get out of it. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? 
No, definitely. And the celebrities face a high demand in life. It's not always pleasant. There's a lot of demands. There's right. a lot of people, you know, paparazzi. So there's a lot of people that are trying to like stalk them. And, you know, it's not always a pleasant life. I mean, you know. No, not at all. I mean, I try to be respectful, you know, for when I do try to ask them, like I will never like go up to them at a dinner table. I'm like, oh, uh, can you sign, you know, my CD or, you know, this and this and that. You know, or um, I know the hotel and the airport can be kind of borderline, um, you know, that what's the right word I'm looking for? Um, uh, invas invasion of privacy. Is that the right word? Yeah. Invasion of privacy. OK. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you don't go to those places, um, then you can't actually meet that person. You know, that's going to be feasible. Because, you know, some people out there, you know, charge our arm and a leg, you know, just for meeting, you know, and it depends on, you know, if that money's going to be worth spending or not, if you even have the kind of money, you know. Definitely. It's not an easy life, but it's very interesting. And we really appreciate you sharing all of this with, you know, with us, your perspective and experience that this has been, has been truly unique. And so, so definitely. I, I thank thank you, you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. So, Shane, now let's go from the celebrity world. I know you do other things uh, uh, for autism and disabilities. Uh, tell us about yes. your work that you do for the community. Okay, so it goes to um, my motivational group, Hurdle, which I explained earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so we haven't really traveled outside of Orlando just yet. That's the next step. But for now, we're trying to keep things a bit local. Um, like I said earlier, um, we went to Special Hearts Farm and spoke there. We spoke at uh, an expo for advocacy um, back in August. I forget the name of it. Sorry, it escapes me. You know, and we had we uh, conjoined forces. You know, with another young man who does have a disability. It's a bit different. Uh, he has cerebral palsy. You know, he's you know con unfortunately confined to a wheelchair, and you know he's doing the best that he can. Like he's an author now. Um, like he has his own, you know, like I said, his book out, uh, he has like his own, like little character doll, you know, like of himself. I thought it was pretty cool, you know? And so we like conjoined forces and we spoke at that event, you know, and just, you know, we really made a difference, you know, and just, you know, uh, there's not really a end goal for, you know, what we want to do with Hurdle, but just, we want to try as many things, you know, as we possibly can. Um, an idea that we have is a, um, well, a theater show about autism. I mean, have you seen any of those? I think, and, you know, theater for autism. I see from other organizations, um, you know, different. No, I mean, like a, a, an actual, like, play, like a show, like um, a story about someone who has autism. And then, you know, like, maybe their experiences and having that be like, you know, a play that we could have different actors act out. Yeah, I heard about different ones in other parts of the country, but I've never been to actually. Okay. Not, not yet, not yet. What we hope to do, you know, <laughs> down the road. Um, and like I said before, like uh, getting out there, like the different expos, I think is going to be one of the main focuses right now because um, we have applied to, you know, different ones around the country. We haven't really gotten a, um, I guess, just yet, but I think it's a matter of time before we do. 
Oh, definitely. And I know you guys have a lot of great plans ahead. So, you know, I really, you know, for you guys to, to get to those goals, to be able, that will be truly amazing. Mm-hmm. And Shane, uh, as we wrap up our interview, um, I want to ask you as a self-advocate, uh, you know, with, you know, we talk about autism, right? In social media, the community, society, everywhere. Uh, but from your perspective right. and what have you seen so far in the work with your, with the community, what do you think is missing still mm-hmm. in regards to autism? What do you think that is still missing and what we need to do? Missing? Um, I would say understanding. Um, like if, okay, this person um, has their own needs and, you know, their own requests, you know, like each person is different. You know how this saying goes. Um, if you met one person with autism, you know, uh, you met one person with autism, you know, not like you met one, you meet them all. You know, so I think just um, having people understand that we all have different needs and, you know, just really trying to, you know, understand, you know, how we are, you know, as an individual, you know, like, of course, you know, my needs and, you know, um, my struggles, you know, are going to be different from yours. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. It's different. You know, each autistic, mm-hmm. each person with autism has his own story the families, and we had to learn from the differences, the challenges, but also the abilities that each autistic human being has. I think that's the most important thing in our mission. Yes. And you're a great, you're, you're a great inspiration, a great example of your story you. and the struggles that you have overcome and the success that you have and you continue to have. And, and, and you're a you know, goal-driven person that you have different goals is very, very inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate you uh, for having shared your story with all of us. And, but before we go, Shane, you. uh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But bef- before we go, I just wanted to see if you have like a final message, uh, for society or for parents that are watching this interview right mm-hmm. now, or autistic individuals, what message w- w- do you have, do you want to share with us? I would say, don't ever be afraid of doing what you love to do. Like, let's say if you want to try to make music, or if you want to be, you know, a self-advocate for yourself or for other people, you know, take a step out of your comfort zone. It is going to be hard, but again, it's going to be worth the risks. I mean, don't be afraid of failing. Um, and if something doesn't go right, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, just get back up and try again. Um, I know a lot of those on the spectrum, you know, love movies. And, you know, maybe, like, they go by different quotes and, you know, like, different things like that. Um, maybe try to find a um, motivational, like, quote from, you know, a certain movie, you know, that really gets you through something. You know, like what I said, you know, just now about, you know, don't be afraid, you know, pick yourself back up from, like, Batman Begins. You know, wonderful story, you know, about, you know, failing, and you know, like, he wasn't afraid to, you know, get back up and, you know, try again. You know, and, you know, that's going to be the main key, you know, uh, dedication um, and motivation. You know, if you really find something that, you know, you're passionate about, keep on going, you know, and then you will succeed. Definitely. That's the key to find something that motivates you and, you know, to keep moving ahead in life. That's the most important mm-hmm. thing. And, and you and your story speaks for itself. And. And and you know, and we really appreciate you you know sharing that with us, Shane. Uh, the, uh, if people are interested to know more about your work or how to support you, do you have 
your social media website or you know how they can reach to you and contact you for my uh, celebrity work if you want to you know take a look at you know all the people i've met or that i will meet or if you even want to you know maybe join me if you want to meet you know certain people reach out to me on my you know instagram um my facebook you know it's under shane campfield or if you want to learn more about my um my motivational work you know for hurdle you know go to uh, the facebook page you know hurdle that's just out as hurdle um, it's going to be the logo with, you know, the different letters and different colors with the mountain uh, in the background. And so we have our, you know, our YouTube link there, our Linktree website, you know, send us a message, you know, if you want to try to get involved with us. Because, you know, as Hurdle is growing, we're also going to try to, you know, recruit more people to be part of our group, you know, so the more the merrier. So, you know, if you really want to try to, you know, get out there and, you know, spread your message, you know, if you really, you know, want to try to find someone to connect with and communicate with, we are that, you know, the people. Definitely. And I'm going to put all the, the links to your social media contact, you know, once this this episode gets published. So that way people mm -hmm. can reach out to you for more, you know, to buy, find ways to, to support you. Yes. <laughs> Well, Shane, I'm very happy that we did this interview. I mean, it's, tr it's truly amazing, your story. So proud of you, of, of what you do, and um, you're a great guy. And um, and and, Thank and, you. and and I just want to just always welcome. You know, always feel welcome to to come back here. I would love to talk about more about your celebrity, you know, celebrity stories in another time. So uh, definitely, yeah, absolutely. Because I know we have more, but it will take us. If we talk more about all your stories, we will never leave here. We will take. We'll be here for days. So yeah, uh, I know, right? Definitely. I, I, so, Shane, thank you. I want to thank you so much uh, for participating in this interview in my podcast, My Time with Tony Hernandez Boomer. I really appreciate you and I wish you always the best for you and your career and life. Thank you. And, you know, as you as well, you know, I really love, you know, your work that you're doing. And, you know, you really are a uh, inspiration to the, uh, you know, community. You know, not just the autism community, but, you know, I say the community in itself, you know, you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, this is the end of another episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Tony hopes you liked it. If you'd like to learn more about the work Tony does, subscribe to him on his social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, which is now X, and his LinkedIn page. You can also follow Tony on his website at TonyHernandezPumarejo.com. Also, if you are interested in getting a copy of his book, An Autism Unscripted Life, you can purchase it on Amazon or any book-selling platform. You can also obtain a copy through his website. So, until the next time you meet, thank you and have a wonderful day. Blessings. <laughs>